Hi, I'm Fega, and this is Delisters of History Sidebar, where we discuss the relevant history of current events. As a content warning, in this episode we will be discussing sexual assault and affairs between people with significantly different amounts of power. With so many to keep track of, you could be forgiven for not keeping up with the latest news of former President Donald Trump's various lawsuits. So if you missed it, this week, Trump was ordered by a court in New York to pay E. Jean Carroll $83.3 million for defamation. That is on top of the $5 million he already has to pay for sexually assaulting her in the 1990s. I'll hold you above me, so if you can trust me. U.S. presidents and other powerful men assaulting women is hardly anything new. Many of my fellow millennials first learned about a variety of sex acts watching the evening news during Bill Clinton's sex scandal with Monica Lewinsky. What is new is a woman not only successfully bringing a powerful man to justice for the assault, but also getting compensation for the slander that she endured as a result of the accusation. Usually, when an affair or assault regarding a president or Supreme Court justice or whoever pops up, the case is not brought to court, and the women are certainly not compensated for the destruction of their lives and careers from the subsequent media frenzy. Thinking of women who flipped the script on morally questionable affairs with U.S. presidents, I would be remiss if I did not mention Nan Britton. I hope you'll never forget to remember me when you Nan Britton was a mistress of President Warren G. Harding. 30 years as junior, she was also from Marion, Ohio. Contemporary sources says that the relationship began when, at the behest of Britton's father, Harding spoke to Britton to dissuade her from her, quote, teenage infatuation. She claims the affair started not long after that, just after she graduated high school. Harding died suddenly in 1923 of what we now suspect was a heart attack. He had, in fact, been warned by doctors that his extramarital affairs were dangerous for his heart. Medical history is wild, y'all. <laughs> anyway, in 1927, Britain published a salacious book called The President's Daughter, documenting her affair with Harding. When she failed to find a publisher willing to distribute the book, she had her own organization, the Elizabeth Ann Guild, publish it. In the book, Britain documented her affair with Harding in great detail. In fact, it was so detailed that the book was treated as though it were pornography. There were attempts to prevent its printing and to ban it. Anyone who wanted to buy the book would do so from a door-to-door -door salesman passing off the book secretively wrapped in brown paper. In the book, Britain claimed that not only did she have sex with Harding in all manner of interesting places, including a coat closet in the executive office, but that her daughter, Elizabeth Ann, was the direct result of that affair. Elizabeth Ann was, in fact, the reason she wrote the book. Harding had promised to send Britain money to support their daughter, but after his death, his surviving widow was, understandably, disinclined to continue that arrangement. The book was a way for Britain to support her family in a time when surviving as a single mother was even more difficult than it is today. Britain was lambasted from all quarters for speaking out, especially for her claim around her daughter's paternity. But in spite of that pressure, she stood by her statements until she died in 1991. In 2015, Ancestry.com performed a DNA test that proved that Elizabeth Ann was, in fact, the daughter of Warren G. Harding. You are the father! Thank you so much for listening to D-Listers of History. If you enjoyed yourself, be sure to subscribe and drop us a review on whatever platform you listen on. We are a weekly podcast. 
Our next full episode will drop Monday, February 5th. I will chat with the actor Robert Newmark Jones, who, among other things, starred in the West End production of One Jewish Boy. We will discuss the first Jewish Commodore in the U.S. Navy and all-around delightful loudmouth Uriah Levy. D-Listers of History is a member of the World Podcast Network. Head over to nycpodcastnetwork.com and give this episode a like to help our rankings. Go to our show notes for links to our various social media pages and website. We would love to chat with you. A big thank you to our Patreon members. We couldn't do this without your wonderful help and encouragement. Use the words like mine.